0: It's Sam and Jordan with the Cinema Scoop Podcast, and we're back to talk about Oscars, but this time we're talking about honorary Oscars.
1: Okay, so we will be going over our 10 categories we would add if we were in charge of the Oscars, and we will name a few movies from 2023 or a few nominees that we would give or some potential winners for these new categories so our first new category is bestest goodest boy aka best animal in a movie award
0: and the award for this goes to but it's snoop in anatomy of a fall we just finally saw this last night um yeah, not to, like, give anything away, but his performance, there was a part while it was happening where I asked Sam, I was like, how did they do this? Like, yeah, this is,
1: like, top-tier level dog acting, for sure.
0: Yeah, for and sure. And he has, like,
1: multiple scenes where he's actually integral to the plot.
0: Yeah, and this is also not a spoiler, Um, but if you're a dog lover, this is maybe a hard one to watch, but... The dog does not die is the central thing. Like, I always have to look up stuff on does the dog die.com just because, like, I can't stand it when a dog dies in a movie for like no reason or it's like really graphic or whatever. So, I remembered looking this up and being like, Oh, that's weird. I didn't realize there was going to be a dog in Anatomy of a Fall, and it turns out it's like very integral to the plot. And yeah, I think he stood the cast up he was the glue that held them all together (laughs) um we have a couple runners up for this just because there are a couple of other animals in movies this year that really stood out i feel like the best character in maestro was snoopy both the you know float version and the one that's in the vestibule (laughs) um And he was arguably my favorite part of Maestro. So, and that says something.
1: Yeah, and then Poor Things had a lot of animal hybrids. There's a half-dog, half-duck hybrid. Yeah. There's, like, a chicken thing.
0: There's lots of, like, Frankenstein animals mishmashed together. Um, Yeah, I feel like that one was one of the funniest dog- moments but i know it's all done in post so i know that wasn't one dog acting so can't take it home also there is a dog in fallen leaves but i honestly don't think he did a sorry she i don't think she did a ton of acting she didn't have as much of an integral plot Um,
1: yeah she was just kind of there
0: yeah made the movie really good but definitely not the bestest goodest boy
1: award Um, Our second category is Best Stunt Performance. There's been a lot of conversation in the past few years about potentially adding a Best Stunt category to the Oscars, um, mostly because of Tom Cruise and his latest movie, so I would definitely nominate Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, for this especially the sequence where he they jump off the mountain on the motorcycle
0: and not dead reckoning part one anymore it's no longer part one
1: yeah i guess not
0: um is the definition of this just because i haven't seen mission impossible but is this best stunt actor being tom cruise receives the award or is this best stunt well, he does coordination?
1: stunt so he's well i understand technically... that but yeah, I'm saying, is like, the
0: award the coordination, or is yeah, the award the performer? Yeah, like, the, the act performer? of
1: doing the stunt. Like, how it's choreographed and, like, created. So,
0: like, he stands up the award, but then the rest of, like, the stunt crew goes up with him. Yeah, they would
1: of, all... Yeah, I like, would win, you know? I like that. The team um, would win, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I didn't really have any other nominees specifically. There's a lot of action movies this year I didn't really see, so I'm...
0: I mean, like the killer, I guess, had pretty decent stuff going on that requires stunt work, I suppose, but nothing yeah, I feel like, like John
1: Wick Four probably had good stunts, but I didn't see it. But I haven't seen so. that.
0: And, you know, no surprise there, a dog dies in John Wick one, so I haven't seen it. So <laughs> But once I get over that, I can maybe get on to John Wick Four to be able to say if there was good stunts. But which actually, I think I saw this on somebody's seat back, like diagonal from me on a flight recently, and I remember thinking I was like, "This is really, really well choreographed, stunt work." But again, I have zero context. Yeah, they have That's a lot of fight gone.
1: sequences. Yeah. So, um, our next category is best young acting performance. I feel like a lot of good kid or teenage performances don't get recognized at the oscars most of the time so i think if you had their own specific category and you could determine the age specifically but um like in anatomy of fall the sun i think he's like how old is he oh i don't know like 12 maybe
0: maybe 12 but 12 or 13 he's
1: really good um you mentioned the two younger leads in past lives when they're yeah. kids at the beginning.
0: Yeah. Those are all very good. And then, like, the thing I think that's important with this is that, like, the actor themselves has to be under the a certain age. Like, it can't just be somebody portraying an underage person. Like, Bottoms with the A.O. at Like, that doesn't count, because she's not underage. Like... It specifically needs to be an award that recognizes like young actors and actresses. You yeah, know what so I mean?
1: Someone like Dominic Sessa in the holdovers, he's was twenty-one.
0: This wouldn't count.
1: So he would probably be just like a little bit too old, maybe, even though he's playing a high schooler. So uh, yeah, like I'm thinking more like younger, like so like knock at the cabin has a little girl who's pretty good. And yeah. then fall or uh, asteroid city has a lot of kids as well,
0: but like not one standout performance. No. Not like in not like in Anatomy of a Fall. He's like arguably a supporting actor in the entire movie and has like a huge character arc for I don't know how old the actor is, but for a twelve and thirteen year old character, you know, yeah. So. The next one is best ensemble cast. And I think this is up for debate as to what ensemble can be defined as. One could say it needs to be at least 3 um but maybe I I would even say like probably a four person ensemble cast. Yeah, I feel cast. like if you have
1: four or five it's definitely would be considered an ensemble. Yeah. So you have Saltburn
0: I put Saltburn as the best, but I you could honestly argue that um
1: May December has three really good ones, but that's kinda like But it's three. Yeah.
0: And so it's like, okay, well Same with the
1: holdovers.
0: Exactly. It's three again. So it's like they're close. And then, you know, you could say that a good ensemble cast is poor things. That's more like four. Mm-hmm. And then if you throw in the last 30 to 45 minutes of the movie there's another like two semi-large characters thrown in with margaret Qualley and uh christopher abbott so it's like
1: yeah oppenheimer has a big cast barbie this would be an interesting category to add because sometimes there's not one standout
0: yeah exactly and so
1: everyone gets missed so i think that'd be a good category um, and then our next category is a sp- specific costume item or fit. So there's obviously co- costume design. Yeah. For the Oscars. But if I think we need to get a little more specific.
0: As a fashion girly, I agree.
1: Especially with movies like Barbie and Poor Things that came out. And they have such good specific outfits. You can pick any one of the Barbie outfits,
0: it should go into a museum every single year. Yeah, and that'd be like, a
1: great idea to put in the Academy Museum. Yeah. Like, this it's is like, the 2023 best outfit.
0: Yeah, like the best fashion piece. And it could be the entire outfit. It could be a singular piece. Like, arguably, if we could go back in time, the year that ended the Harry Potter franchise, they could do Harry's glasses. It's like, duh. That had or the sorting hat. Or the sorting hat. Like, you know what? Like, there's all these random fashion pieces or, like, motifs or icons that you could like eventually have in like a museum of some kind. There's
1: also a lot of movies that just have really good hats, so like Oppenheimer's hat. Yep. Would have been a good one. Yep. Um I
0: mean, you could arguably say any outfit of Barbies in the Barbie movie um, you know, I feel I feel like her cowgirl outfit became like the quintessential Halloween Barbie outfit, the gingham dress. Um there's so many different the roller skating outfit with her and Ken. Like there's a million different ones that are exact replicas of dolls that existed at one point. So it's like that's a very good one. And then I think the other I I personally really liked obviously I really liked Saltburn, but the birthday party for Oliver that's midsummer night's dream themed has extremely I think maybe for some people they think it's cringy outfit choices, but for me it's like quintessential 06 cosplaying type of outfits with like the antlers and the wings. And like, I just loved that scene and I liked the costuming of that scene a lot. So I feel like any piece from that, maybe even just Felix's gold wings, I'm like, cool. It's very, very reminiscent of um, the Baz Lorman, Romeo and Juliet Um Scene with mm-hmm. yeah, so i I love that, so I think that would be another good fashion piece of the
1: year, I also would mention the killer in Michael Fassbender's bucket hat, yes, and just <laughs> Russell crowe's Pope Exorcist outfit, him and his like <laughs> clergy uniform is pretty funny, um okay, our next category. We would add to the Oscars is best shot or one single frame. So this is kind of a spin-off of cinematography, but it's this like going to museum. This would also be another good one to add to something like that. Um, I put any of the f- faces, Cillian Murphy makes in Oppenheimer, probably the one when the bomb goes off, or at the very end where he's at the pond with Albert Einstein. It's just
0: the close up of his eyes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um you had when Barbie sheds one single tear in the real world on yes. the bench.
0: that I feel like is an incredible shot. I feel like there's a lot of movies that have really, really pretty shots, but if you're going to summarize 2023 with one frame from one movie, it's probably both of those. Oppenheimer close-up, Barbie close-up. Mash them together.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, Napoleon had a good... Some good shots when they're on the ice lake fighting um infinity pool when he's going through the infinity pool part is yeah. really cool.
0: There's also a really crazy good shot in May December where they're both kind of like looking in the mirror at the same time. It's very like persona um
1: and then poor things I mean poor had things a has a thousand
0: well. beautiful shots, specifically the one that is, like, her standing on the edge of the bridge, and it's from behind her. That one is a really good shot. Like, yeah, there's several.
1: And then after that, we have best scene. So I would have an Oppenheimer when they do the Trinity test to test the bomb... Yeah. Um
0: truly I would uh, yeah.
1: The whole sequence in Mission Impossible where he jumps off the mo- the mountain onto the train and then they're on the train, that whole part. What are some other good scenes you would put? I
0: mean, if this was seen by popular choice, you know it would be Barry Keoghan at the end of Saltburn dancing <laughs> to Murder on the Dance Floor. It I mean, if it was popular like most most popular scene in a movie this year, that would be it for better or worse for better or worse no prosthetics um but if I had to pick my favorite scene I mean we can't forget the penis monster in Bo is afraid
1: yeah or the sex scene or yeah with with uh, the Mariah Carey song yeah
0: honestly I also think another really good scene is the chase and holdovers that part is so funny with the way oh, Paul yeah. Giamatti <laughs> runs.
1: Yeah, that part's really funny.
0: That scene is really good. Um, yeah.
1: That one scene in Anatomy of a Fall where they're in the trial and they're playing the recording of a of a fight. And then they show... That like, scene is incredible. acting it. Yeah, that one's really good.
0: That part is really good, too. There's a lot. And then, you know, I think you could name a million different scenes. But if I had to pick one scene from the last year, I think the bomb test is probably the best scene
1: our next category is best directorial debut this one i had two people to mention we have for rye lane her name is rain Allen miller and then for past lives celine song
0: it's gonna end up if we were to actually have this award it would go to celine song very easily but it's Definitely worth noting that, like, the director of Rylane, it was their very first movie. That is kind of crazy. It's crazy to think that somebody could have a first movie and it be popular at all. Like.
1: Yeah, for, like, Celine Song, her first movie ever is nominated for Best Screenplay and Best Picture.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Can you imagine that? Like, the first thing you ever do, they're like, by the way, it's the best. Yeah. I love that.
1: Um, our next one is best needle drop song.
0: Yeah, I mean so
1: murder on the dance floor, Saltburn. We kind of talked about that.
0: Yeah, that yeah. There's there's several good needle drops in that movie, but I think that one is probably the most uh most talked about. Um, but another one that's really really good is when they start playing Avril Lavigne, uh, in uh Bottoms. That is probably one of the best like. At the moment it happened, you just, like, it's that moment of, like, we are so back. Like, you're just, like, so excited for, like, what's happening in the movie. And it's, like, the perfect moment for them to play, like, a very angsty song like that. Because it's, like, not all that serious of a movie. But it's, like, the one point of, like, kind of emotional depth. But even in that, like, emotional depth, it has to be really can't be so it plays out for Levine. Like it what's better than that?
1: Yeah, then the killer has a lot of great
0: oh, so many moments yeah. where
1: he's listening to songs. The
0: Smiths all the time. That's like all he listens to. And like that I do like whenever they he's like listening to it in his headphones and it's muffled and the camera is on him. And then it switches to his view through the binoculars and it's clear so that you're like in his view and then it switches back and you hear it through like muffled headphones again like yeah, I, that, I like how yeah, they the did editing that.
1: is really good on that um okay our final category we would add weirdo vibes or the weirdest vibes
0: and I think first of all we mean this not in like a derogatory way at all this is just like it is what it is Second of all, we love weirdo vibes. Like, the weirder the better, pretty much, for us. For better or for worse. Like, even if something just is too weird for us, we appreciate it. Yeah, at least they
1: try to do something interesting.
0: And third, I think, is that 2023 was the year of the weirdo movie revival. And I'm so excited for that. Because I would say, like, 25% of the movies that came out this year had one element that you're just kind of like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what is this movie? Like every movie had something like, well, every, one fourth of the movies had, like, either a surrealist vibe, a freaky vibe, or just, like, a downright, like, oh, okay, they did that vibe, like, there's just so many examples of this, like, obviously the most talked about one in, like, pop culture right now is Saltburn, but the one that gets forgotten a lot is Bo is Afraid, that was the first, like, you're not really going to believe what you're going to watch in this movie because it's a really fucking weird movie type of, like, marketing campaign. Um,
1: We also put Infinity Pool, which, again, the sequence where he goes through the Infinity Pool is really crazy.
0: The entire concept of the movie is crazy. Yeah. There's, like, also several...
1: I mean, Maestro was pretty weird, too.
0: <laughs> Maestro was...
1: But in a bad way. But in a
0: bad way. Um May December is definitely like a weird vibe. Like it's quite specific in like the tone.
1: Poor things.
0: Poor Things is the ultimate weird.
1: Like, its, it's own
0: breed. Its own Frankenstein, shall we say?
1: Knock at the Cabin is also really good or really weird.
0: Good and weird, good synonymous. And weird, yeah. Because
1: they knock at the cabin and then it gets weird. <laughs> The Killer
0: was even kind of, like, a very off-weirdo vibe. Yeah.
1: That one was more weird in, like, how the story was progressing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Asteroid City was also, like, just a pretty weird movie. Like, the alien yeah. scene in general is just like, wait, am I really watching this happen well, right now? Well, I think
1: we, ta- we take Wes Anderson for granted because I feel like if this was just some random person's first movie, Asteroid City, we would all be like, what the heck is this? It's, like, so weird. But because we're so used to his aesthetics.
0: We're like, oh, Wes, you just add it again, toning up the saturation and making us all feel weird. But like, again, you're right. If it had been a directorial debut of someone, we would be like, this is incredible. Like losing our minds. But yeah, I think this was kind of the year of like weird vibes. I'm there for it, though. I'm here for it. I'm there for it. I'm everywhere for it.
1: Yeah, I think the Oscars should add these because it would make the ceremony much more exciting and fun, which is what is lacking.
0: Well, they try to do it with the host, and that never really works. Yeah,
1: no one really cares who the host is. I think most people don't even care how long it is, because at the end of the day, it's like no one's gonna... Most people aren't gonna even sit and watch and watch the whole thing anyway. They'll, they're just gonna watch the little snippets of who's who won and yeah. their speech, so... I think if they just added more fun categories And like could cu- make it better.
0: A couple of the categories that we mentioned, like we said, could be like easily commodified in some way into a museum and then it's like, okay, now you have like a following for this award and now you're gonna have a viewership because people wanna go to your museum where you just store the item and like I'm just saying it's a good idea. That and like the single frame would be really cool. Because they could also put like the cell of like the footage above it. Like that would be so cool. Um, There could be like, you know, a place where you go and you can just pick any year and watch the scene from that year. And it's just like this big button panel. And it's like you can watch the best scene of 2023. And it's just like a two minute thing. And you have a completely out of context, just, you know, moment that makes no sense if you haven't seen the movie, (laughs) but it's cool to be able to just do that. But yeah, those are our honorary Oscars and tell us what you think. What would you nominate? Is there anything that we forgot? Were there any good or better boys to nominate for the goodest, bestest boy award that we're forgetting about? Um, Let us know. We'll be back next time to talk more movies.